Incredible edibles start with Loran. Professional bakery emulsions, super strength flavors, and candy mixes from Loran make it easier than ever to create your own delicious edible experience. Bite Me listeners in the contiguous 48 receive 15% off their order at loranoils.com. Just enter Bite Me 15 at checkout. For listeners outside the 48, email customercare at loranoils.com for a list of distributors and retailers near you and tell them Marge sent you. In this week's episode, I recount the afternoon I spent with the Ganja Mama at a vegetarian-infused lunch and some of the takeaways that I took from it. So if you ever want to try it yourself, you can too. Welcome to Bite Me, the show about edibles, where I help you take control of your high life. I'm your host and certified Ganja Marge, and I love helping cooks make safe and effective edibles at home. I'm so glad you're here, and thank you for joining me today. And before we get into this week's episode, I just wanted to bring you the cannabis quote of the week. And it goes like this. It's hard to be mean when you're stoned. As said by Bill Lee. Well, Bill, I think you're right. If you've had something to smoke or you've enjoyed an edible, you're probably feeling pretty good and therefore not thinking of mean things to do. That's what I like to think. I personally find that it certainly brings me back to a state of emotional equilibrium And if I'm feeling upset or angry or anything like that, using cannabis is the surefire way to bring me back to a state of enjoying the present moment and letting go of the past or the future, the things that are getting me riled up and allow me to focus on the here and now. Because that's what happens, isn't it? We get so focused on things, on, on emotions, on objects, on whatever it is that's frustrating us in the moment, and we can really get carried away with those emotions. But cannabis really helps us bring us back to our core and be like, how am I right now? What's happening in this moment? What can I be grateful for right now? And it's hard to be mean when you're thinking about what you're grateful for in life. So perhaps that's a little simplistic, but I do think that if more people were able to enjoy cannabis more freely, we'd have fewer problems in the world in any case. I felt like that was a nice way to segue into this week's episode, which is sort of an impromptu one because I hadn't really planned on doing an episode on this particular lunch. The lunch was originally scheduled. I bought, so let me back up a little bit. The one reason I really wanted to go to this lunch, I saw the, the, ads for the lunch or the flyers or what have you on Instagram. This lunch was being put on by the Ganja Mama. And for those of you who are newer to the podcast, the Ganja Mama, Nadia, was the very first podcast guest that I had on this show. And God, was I nervous. Now, that's not to say that I still don't get nervous when I have podcast interviews. I do. Sometimes I realize it's a little ridiculous. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's just because I want to make sure things go well and without a glitch and that it's a fun and comfortable conversation without distractions or without issues. And, you know, I want it to be good. I want it to go smoothly. So I still do get nervous, but not like I did back then. And even back then, I am a competent communicator. So for those of you who are familiar with the Toastmasters organization, where it's just basically an organization where you have the opportunity to practice your public speaking. I know for a lot of people out there that that is probably a fate worse than death, public speaking. But sometimes if you're able to practice, it's a lot less, it's something that has a lot less of a grip on you as far as nerves go. And it does help. But 
I was so nervous. And even asking her to come on the show was a big step for me because this, again, was the first guest that I was going to have. And it's a real testament I have found over, I've had over 20 guests on my show by now. It's a real testament to the generosity of people in the cannabis community. Because to be honest, back then, even now, this is a small show. I'm an independent podcaster. This is a pretty niche subject. I mean, cannabis is a very big subject that has a lot of, you know, that interests a lot of people, but there's only so many of us out there that are listening to podcasts specifically about making your own edibles. So it's a very niche podcast. And yet I've had over 20 people say, yes, Marge, I would love to sit down with you and talk about edibles on your show. And I'm forever grateful for that because I've been able to talk to some really interesting people and I've learned, been able to learn quite a bit from these people. And I hope as an audience, you have as well. You've been able to learn and improve your techniques in the kitchen and the generosity of the cannabis community is really always heartwarming. And Nadia was the very first person to say yes to me. And I haven't listened to that episode in quite a while, but I will link to it in the show notes. I should probably go back and give it a listen. I might find it a little cringy because as most people will tell you, the work that you did in the beginning is always going to be less polished than the work that you're doing, you know, 20 guest interviews later. But the generosity of her spirit, her willingness to come on and talk to me, even though I was pretty much a nobody, well, let's be honest, I'm still pretty much a nobody, but in the podcasting world, she was still willing to, to take time out of her evening and talk with me. So when I saw that this vegetarian lunch was coming up, I was like, I have to go. I started this podcast in June of 2019. So by the time this recording comes out, it'll be just over three years that I started this podcast. And it was with, obviously, as we all know now, six months after I started this podcast, the pandemic struck. So I had the opportunity to interview a lot of wonderful people on the show, but never actually meet them in person. And back then when I was also doing these interviews, I now have recording software where I will see the video. So when I'm talking to someone, I can see them on the other side and they can see me, but I didn't have that technology in place at the time. So of course I saw what she looked like from her Instagram and you should go follow her Instagram. She's always posting delicious meals over there. She's always cooking up something fantastic, but I didn't have the opportunity to meet a lot of these people in person for quite some time because of the pandemic and everything locking down. So when I saw the the invitation go out, I bought tickets almost right away. I was like, I have to go. I would love to meet her, my very first podcast guest. And it was the perfect afternoon. Now, when we first bought the tickets, I bought the tickets for myself and my daughter that owns the vegan restaurant. So as a she was quite interested in going, attending an infused vegetarian lunch with me. The lunch was actually scheduled, I think, for some time in May, and then something came up and they had to postpone it. And so I had to wait even longer before I could meet Nadia and enjoy this lunch, but it was well worth the wait. If you had a chance to listen to the episode with Chef Brandon Allen, when we talk about hosting secrets, and he had a lot of great advice. So whether you are just someone at at home that wants to be able to host friends and family for a cannabis inspired meal, or if you're a chef who's interested in cannabis as a culinary ingredient and perhaps putting on an event like Nadia did where people buy tickets and show up to eat your food and, and enjoy the experience. He has a lot of great advice in there and she really hit the nail on the head with a lot of this stuff. I mean, there was the invitation of course, but the set and setting of the lunch was 
fantastic. It was held at a place called the Hive Center, and I'll link to, link to all these places in the show notes. So the Hive Center is east of Toronto. It was west of me in Peterborough, so not too far. It wasn't a very long drive. I And it was nestled. It was a lovely spot. It was actually in an old uh, church. So it was a converted church. The owners who were also at the, the lunch as well, and I had the opportunity to meet, they lived upstairs and they had this beautiful event space on the main floor. And think an old church, you think of like the the beautiful windows with some of the stained glass and the doors and just the whole main floor was just beautifully decorated and appointed. And of course you came in and there was a big long table where everybody would be sitting and there was flowers on the table, a lovely tablecloth and like just the perfect table setting. So the set and setting was fantastic. And the Hive Center, it was really easy to find, which was, which was nice, but it was nestled among trees and it had a beautiful deck on the back. So you could step out and smoke a joint if you wanted to. And a lot of people took that option. And it was just a lovely location to have a lunch like this. Now, the host was also, it wasn't just the Ganja Mama, but it was Reverend Kelly of Kelly's Green Lounge. And you should look her up as well. She's fantastic. She is actually an ordained minister in the cannabis religion or cannabis spirituality, cannabis spirituality I should be more specific. What a fascinating person she is. So generous, so friendly, so full of life. She has a very interesting story as well. She was also co-hosting with the Ganja Mama on this event, and she spoke at the beginning and blessed the food and just thanked everybody for coming out. And it was really nice to have her presence there to really help the group sort of gel together. The Ganja Mama is an extraordinary cook herself. I do believe she has been a competitor on Master Chef. I would have to look up. I'll look up some articles for that too, because it's been a while and I should have looked it up before this episode. But she really knows what she's doing in the kitchen. And the food that was laid out for this meal was unreal. Like there was so much food. It was all vegetarian. We had a whole table spread. Now, when we first got there as well, we we're sort of waiting for everybody to arrive. So a lot of us were sort of mingling and sitting at the table. There was tea available to drink and it was so good. I was sipping on a sage and rose tea, which was lovely. There was chai tea. The food that was laid out, again, all vegetarian, but there was handmade scones. There was potato salad. There was a pasta salad. There was quiches. There was fresh baked bread. There was butters to go with these. There was fresh garden salads and a veggie tray. And I'm sure I'm missing some of the items that were on the table as well. And then of course there was dessert, which included strawberries and whipped cream and this three layer cake. I know she, I'm butchering it and I'm very sorry, Nadia, but there was this like three layer strawberry cake in a dish that was amazing that you could eat, enjoy with a caramel sauce. And I think there was caramel in it as well, but there was additional caramel sauce for enjoying with it. And that was for dessert. There was so much food and she had enough food to feed an army, which was interesting because there were takeaway bags, uh, bags, uh, gift bags for everybody to take home with them. And she even brought out containers so that when we were leaving, she's like, take one of these takeout containers, fill it up with food and bring it home with you. Of course, everybody obliged because she's like, I don't want any food left over. And there was so much. So we feasted. We sat at the table. I think there was about 10 to 12 of us. And we were all sitting at the table talking and enjoying this food. And of course, at that crucial moment, it really did start to get kind of quiet. 
And you know, when you have a bunch of people sitting around a table and you know, they're all just sitting there savoring and enjoying the food and they're, they're lost in the flavors and it gets quiet. It was one of those moments. And it was really nice because obviously everybody was there was aside from myself, everyone was enjoying the food. And what I really loved that she did is that nothing was infused. None of the salads, none of the scones, none of the fresh baked breads, nothing was infused. But what she did do is she had on the table in these little containers with marked on the lids. So they all had lids on them. She had a chimichurri butter. She had a maple infused butter. And then there was a, I think there was a third one. I'm forgetting it. Maybe it was just the two. And then there was a a caramel sauce. And these were items that you could take that were infused. So you could add the chimichurri butter onto the the fresh baked bread or the scones because there was sweet and savory scones or the maple butter would be nice with the sa- or the sweet scones, of course, labeled on the top on the lid of these little, these little ounce size containers for, for the butters was how potent they were. And she did give us, a, uh, she did talk to us at the beginning to talk about how she was infusing this meal and how she used lab tested, how she used lab tested concentrates, I believe, to infuse these butters so that she would have extremely precise dosing, which is exactly what Chef Brandon Allen was talking about as well. If you're going to have people in, in a context like this, where they're paying money to enjoy a meal like this in a setting such as the Hive Center, you want to make sure that it is precisely dosed because you don't know the tolerance of these people that are coming to your meal. And she did exactly that. But having them in these little containers, that meant you could take this maple butter and you knew it said on the lid, it was 11 milligrams of THC. Well, based on what I know about myself, then I know how much or how little of that butter I need. If I need to take more, the other chimichurri butter was a little more potent. And then the caramel sauce for the dessert, that was more potent still. So you could layer it if you wanted. You could stop where you needed. You could have half a little little pat of the butter if that's all you were good for. I kept it on the lower dose side myself, very, very low because I was driving, but my daughter was not. So she had more free reign to enjoy some of the the effects of the uh, the infusions that she was enjoying. But I just really liked how she had it so that all the food was not infused, which meant you could decide. You had total control over how you were going to enjoy the infusions and how much you needed. And I have been to another cannabis infused dinner. I was at one last fall and they went around and asked everybody sort of what their tolerance was. And then it was all infused for you. It was a multi-course meal that sort of built over the evening, but that was great as well. But you're really putting all your trust. And of course they're professional. So they are going to be, then they want people to come back and say good things about their meals. So it was very precisely dosed, but I just liked the ability to sort of choose my own adventure and being able to choose from the different, the different infused condiments that were available and then decide how I wanted to use them. I really liked that approach. It was a little different than the other meal that I was at. They both work both ways, but the real advantage to that as well is like most people did go up for seconds. I think I actually went up for thirds as well. There was that much food because again, like I said, everybody took some home. It just meant that if you decided you wanted more of that potato salad, because it was so delicious. And I will say, I forgot to mention this, that she made everything from scratch and she had gone to the farmer's market to pick up all the ingredients so that the, you know, everything that was used, vegetables, 
was all as fresh as possible. She was using local fresh vegetables for her cooking and baking. But it just meant that you could go up and have more and you wouldn't be like, oh, I can't really have more because I've already had like however many milligrams of eat more, I'm going to get too high. Well, you could enjoy more, not have to worry. And of course, you wanted to add a little bit more of the the butter or what have you on there and have it infused. Great. But there was, of course, butter on the table that was not infused as well. So there was that option too. But I just felt it really gave you options. It allowed you to go up and have more of a, a buffet style meal with lots of food. And I, I thought that was a wonderful approach to handling all of this. And it was a really perfect way to spend an afternoon. I mean, the people that came, it was a small group, but it was uh, a group of like-minded individuals who were interested in cannabis. And that was the one thing that we all had in common. And of course, we all in some way, shape or form, were familiar with Nadia and the work that she's doing and wanted to support her in that. It was a wonderful afternoon. The set, the setting, the food, everything was perfect. She did such a lovely job. And she did mention as well that she is working on a cookbook and the people been asking her for years to come up with a cookbook. I would wholly support that. So if you're listening to this, Nadia, get on that. Don't wait too long. There's people out there who would love to support you in that way. So I will link to the Ganja Mama because she's very active on social media. Reverend Kelly and all the work that she's doing over at Kelly's Green Lounge. The Hive Center is a beautiful venue space. And if you have the opportunity to try out a cannabis infused dinner, because perhaps you're interested in trying it, you know, experimenting on your friends and family, having some people over, or again, you're a cannabis chef and you want to, or you're a chef just generally, and you want to experiment with cannabis as a culinary ingredient, seeing what other people are doing, how they're putting things together and just paying attention to the details that make an experience like that super memorable is well worth your time. You're going to meet some really wonderful people while you're at it. That is this week's episode, my friends. And I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you look for cannabis infused dinner or lunch or what high tea, wherever you are. If you have that opportunity, take it. I don't think you'd regret it. And of course, when you have meals like this, if you want to go and just check it out and not get high, that's often an option as well. So in the case of this particular lunch, if you didn't want to get high at all, that was an option. And the other dinner that I went to, that was certainly an option available to anybody who wanted to take it as well. So they went around and asked people what the tolerance was. You could say zero and that was no judgment from anyone. So it's highly worth going to see how people are doing things and supporting the work of people who are pushing forward the cannabis agenda so that we can have events like this. And it doesn't have to be, I mean, wouldn't it be wonderful to be able to have these all the time in consumption spaces or what have you. I mean, in Canada, we still don't really have any regulations surrounding that kind of thing. I just think that we should be supporting the people who are doing great things like this. So if you have a chance, go. If you enjoy it, let me know what you think or what, what dinner or pop-up event you went to. Until next week, my friends, stay high.